Next on BYUSN, hello game day eve. BYU football is back and a Power 5 era awaits. Will the season opener 34 hours away? We predict what Sunday's headlines will look like following the matchup with Sam Houston. And we'll preview the matchup between the Bearcats and Cougars with Fox Sports analyst Petros Papadakis. Plus the debut of the Big 12 Roundup and prop picks. And number seven women's soccer beats number one UCLA 3-1. What a game. Cougar fans, we made it. Cougar Nation, we didn't reach the destination today. Touchdown BYU! Down to the goal line and caught! Touchdown BYU! He will roll right, lets it go, finds his guy! Touchdown! first thought was, here's an experienced guy that's been there and done it before. Are you ready for BYU? Oh, he's got it! Yeah, no, heel! Heel! Touchdown! Cougs! Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, right. presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, September 1st. Oh, we waited so long. Football season is here. I am Spencer Linton, and he is the number one believer in the BYU Sports Nation Karma Power Rankings, Jerem Jordan. Help thou my unbelief, not. Yesterday we had Brecken Mozingo and uh, Ellie Walbrook on because, mm -hmm. hey, they played at UCLA. Yep. And last night, BYU beat UCLA, and the first goal was from who? Ellie Walbrook, and it looked and sounded like this. Good look by Felino. It's a long ball for Walbrook. Walbrook with a chip and a goal. And the Cougs open the scoring with the former Bruin marking against their old team. It's 1-0 BYU. That's an unbelievable goal, by the way. She's been on the pitch for like 60 seconds, by the way. <laughs> Subs on, she's like, I know what to do. She's going to score. That's amazing. So congrats to uh, women's soccer. Uh, women's uh, volleyball swept McNeese, and so I finished calling that, and then I went over to the game, and it was so fun. And uh, props to BYU administration for somehow getting the Rock to not Stormfield. Yes. Because it would cost BYU $25,000. Yeah, we don't want to give away twenty five k. By the way, in football, it's over a hundred. Um, so I look forward to seeing whether that actually doesn't happen uh, at some point. The last two times we have had a women's soccer player in studio on the show, they scored things have the happened. Game. Yes. Bella Felino, right? Uh, both the day of, by the way. Yeah. The like day of. The season opener. Like they we, get it. They're like, we're not bringing you in the day before, we're bringing you in day of. <laughs> game off. day. Yeah, two for two, that's pretty and good. Bella Felino scores, and then Ellie Walbrook, again, like 60 seconds on the field. And she scored. That's amazing. And she assisted the second goal, by the way, which was that? just an absolute rocket oh, from Rachel, Rachel McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, hopefully we see that one later. But um, Walbrook knew before anybody else. So she starts, before the ball even crosses over, she starts her celebration. Yes. So BYU Photo has this, like, it's celebration that, thing. Everyone else waiting for the yes. ball to go through. She knew. It's the Steph Curry situation. Yes. Right? Like Gilbert he Arenas three, he would turns around say and... the word hibachi. <laughs> he would shoot and go hibachi before it went in. That was a hibachi moment. Well, yeah. hibachi for the show today. It's time for what's trending. So rise and shout. Let's get to it. There's a lot of energy and excitement going into this game. BYU is the superior team. BYU is going to win the game. We're really excited. Welcome to Pro Bowl to Stadium. 
Trending presented by Feastbox, donating 10% of every order to Full of Hope, a charitable organization that feeds hungry families. We finally made it. Power 5 era begins tomorrow for BYU. The Big 12 era begins tomorrow for BYU. In football. And the Cougars have a home game to open the season, which doesn't happen often yeah. in Independence. Jerem, it's tomorrow. So let's just go ahead and get the, uh, you know, particulars out of the way. Hit it! Countdown to the Bearcats. One day away. And the new, formalities are done. Our new set is too sort of nice for confetti cannons. So here's a montage of us shooting them off previously. <laughs> One day more. Whisper in there somewhere, yeah, Jerem. We, we didn't careless that, whisper. That happened too, if you know, you know. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, much cleaner situation. That was fun to look back at that. And that was a few pounds ago for me. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times right there. And uh, to your point, no cleanup today. Which no, is no, also we're good. good. We I, also never helped clean up. We, so shout out to everyone who did. We said this yesterday, but I, I feel like the the confetti and the fireworks and the madness that that needed to happen this off season was. June 30th to it July 1st. Already. Yeah, it was the Big 12 welcome, yes. right? Yes. So we've, we've covered that madness. Yes. Maybe next year we'll bring back the confetti kids. Perhaps. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, with that said, let's get to topic number one. Oh, yeah, that. Mm-hmm. What will Sunday's headlines look like mm. following BYU's season opener against the Bearcats of Sam Houston? The old Predict the future, headline. yes. Yeah. The crystal ball, yeah, Jerem. Yeah, I've got three. Okay, ready? Uh-huh. I'm ready. I'm ready. Provo stays weird. <laughs> Slovis throws four touchdowns. Okay. Keaton Slovis called BYU weird uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. one time, so there's that. What uh-huh. the hill? Jay's defense delivers. Ooh. You like that one? I like that one. Yes. You like that? I do. And yeah. Sam Houston, we have a problem. BYU wins 41-7. You had to do that one, right? Like, okay. It's a little too easy. There are my three. There are my three. Yeah, I, I think Keaton Slovis could have a big game. We'll see. I hope the defense does a really nice job tomorrow. That's certainly... Uh, in show me mode, yeah. uh, which is exciting. And then, uh, you know, hopefully BYU wins back. Okay, I've got a few as well. And I'm big on alliteration. You call me yeah. anchor boy, right? Well, you're still um, anchoring the news sometimes, okay? so, so, uh, it, with sports, that is. I have embraced it. Yeah, well, let's, it, let's it, hear it. Is, it is what it is. Sure. Uh, my first Sunday headline okay. is Cats KO'd with the two Ks. Nice. Okay, because it's Bearcats with a K. Yes, with the K. Knocked out. And mm-hmm. then Big 12 Brigham means business mm. alluding to byu like looking very sharp and they're already in business mode like this game i expect it to i i'm expecting a lot from byu i expect them to look sharp i expect i expect them to be precise i expect them to look exactly the opposite of what we saw florida play like last night <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what i expect this is a team that has a lot of veterans on it a lot of experience and they're led by a fifth year senior transfer quarterback keaton slovis I think they're going to show up in, like, business trip. We hear, like, oh, this is, this is business. When, I, when are they saying, no, this is a casual trip? This is a vacation. I just I think, I think that their focus will match those words. Let's hope because so many new guys could easily lend itself to a little bit of rust out of the gate. Not because you haven't been together in a long time. You haven't been together at all. Like, this is a new-look offensive line. 
A lot of talent there. There's some returners, of course. But like Paul Miley at center, he's a new guy. Uh, right tackle, right guard. They're new. They're, all, they're new except for Kingsley for the most part, right? Keaton Slobus, Aiden Robbins, Darius Lasseter, Keelan Marion. All the tight ends not named Isaac sure. Rex for the most part. Defensively, uh, two new defensive tackles, new linebacker, new corner. There's a lot of new here, so it'll be interesting to see what they can yeah. figure out together. The hope is what you said, that they come out and have this really smooth start. There's a chance that it's not super smooth, but that it still goes well. Absolutely. Like, like BYU could still win big but not look entirely smooth. In fact, if you're not going to look smooth, this and next week are the two games to do it in. I don't want to see procedural issues and simple stuff and just burned deep a lot in the next 10 Power 5 games. You have two weeks to figure it out. I don't need BYU to be awesome these next two weeks. I would like big wins. Looking awesome is winning big and looking very crisp and smooth and executing well. And, and you have penalties, but they're not costing you points and da da da. So we'll see what happens, man. Frankly, uh, I'm, I'm leaning on Aaron Roderick as the offensive coordinator to do his thing. Like, he steers the ship with the new sailors. Like, At, whoever. Like he's, he's back. Captain Jack Sparrow has got his weird compass, and it still takes you to the end zone. Right? Yes. I like, just watched, like, all five of these with my kids, by the way. So a fun journey. Again, I, I, I know that BYU's got a bunch of new faces, but I chose Cats KO'd because if you're familiar with boxing terminology, a KO means that the fight doesn't go the distance like it you're calling it's for over a, a lightning delay like this is this is going to be a thumping like this game i expect to be totally out of question by yeah. the mid part of the third quarter more on that in topic two right yeah, yeah. Which, uh, so i chose that specifically because i feel like the cats will be ko'd and byu they looked really strong against usf early in the season they looked pretty good against navy a few years ago well, here's the thing. They were Sam breaking Houston in a practice brand- tackling in fall camp. <laughs> yes. You know, they were breaking I, I in a brand-new quarterback against Arizona with Jaron Hall. And so that one was 24-16. A, a little bit more sloppy. I, 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 but Keaton Slovis is not that guy. you lost five draft picks in the whole deal. Keaton yeah. Slovis is not going to be nervous about starting a game. No, that's the thing. Keaton is the most experienced BYU quarterback walking into his first start at BYU ever. Big 12 no, Brigham no, means business. No one has walked into their first start at BYU with more experience than Keaton Slovis. Like, it's crazy. And that, and that. Third, big, uh, third Power 5 league? That's why I expect some sharpness, even in the season opener, from that BYU offense. Because of what you just shared. Because Keaton Slovis is a guy who will not be nervous. He's He's done this before. So he can lead. He's been, we've seen this he, before. He, he can lead the offense and be sharp in game number one. All right. Topic two. Let's get you ready for the season opener with some game notes where we drop some knowledge. We will discuss. Spence, what you got? Uh, I like Kalani Satake in season openers, Jerem, because mm. BYU is 6-1 and one in season openers under head coach Kalani Satake. This is only the third time, however, that Kalani and company have opened a season at home in his tenure at BYU. Typically, BYU's been on the road. Yeah, that one loss is 2019 Utah. That was a very good Utah team. That was a very young BYU team. So, hey, I like that number. Let's go. Okay, uh, both teams are leveling up. BYU's first game as a Power 5 team in the Big 12, Sam Houston's first game as an FBS team. Are we undervaluing the Sam Houston angle of this in FBS in terms of what they are out to prove? We understand what BYU is sort of feeling in terms of pressure to perform as a Power 5 team. But Sam Houston has literally redshirted a lot of guys we'll talk about in a sec for this season. Yes. I feel like that kind of offsets each other because both teams have something to prove. 
in their own specific universe. Check. Yes. Weighed equally. I, I think that, that that levels out for sure. BYU has waited much longer for this moment than Sam Houston, like historically. <sighs> Sam Houston has been one of the best FCS teams. We'll, we'll chronicle in a moment. Um, BYU, I think it's a bigger deal for BYU to go to Power 5. And obviously we think from the BYU perspective. Mm. Well, BYU is on their home field as a Power 5 team officially for the first time in, what, in front of what's going to be just an absolutely juiced and ecstatic home crowd. It was so fun. We mentioned all of the new faces, and we brought this up earlier this week when we were talking uh, about the starters with the depth chart revealed on Tuesday. Or so on Monday, we talked about it on Tuesday, but 11 of the 24 BYU starters tomorrow against Sam Houston are transfers. They were not with BYU last season. Also, almost half of your starters. Get used to it. That's how it's going to be. That are new faces. That's how it's going to be a lot now. Yeah. This is the new age of college football. I don't know that it's going to be 11 every year for BYU. I think this year was unique in that. Okay, now we're Power 5. We yeah. really have to make sure. It'll be there. probably a third at least, though, every year. I would year. think a third every year. Right? Yep. It just feels like the new normal. Yep. Okay, Sam Houston redshirted 20 players. 20? We've heard 15. We've heard 20. 15 to 20. So they could play as an FBS member. Uh, Ife Adeyi at wide receiver is the one that sticks out to me the most. This dude almost has 2,000 career receiving yards and 18 touchdowns. They have the some national, talent there. The national championship year, he had about 700-ish and 10 touchdowns. This is a playmaker on the outside that will match up with the likes of Eddie Hecker and Andor Jacob Robinson. Watch that matchup uh, with oh, yeah. Adeyi tomorrow. How much does Sam Houston try and utilize a wide receiver group that's really good, led by Adeyi, when they are a run-heavy team. Right. I'm fascinated and, and by this. Listen, uh, Brad Cornelson, the offensive coordinator for Sam Houston, did not coach last year. But at Virginia Tech, they were run-heavy. I would imagine that that's what BYU consumed in its prep. Yes. But also, like, who's the quarterback? Grant Gannell is a North Texas transfer. And then Keegan Shoemaker is kind of the incumbent guy, but had, I think, six touchdowns, five picks, or vice versa. Not huge numbers last year, uh, splitting at quarterback time. So, they don't have, like, a dynamic guy. Grant Gano is 6'6", so certainly he's interesting in terms of the height, throwing over the line or whatnot. But I'm not that intimidated by the offense or the quarterback situation. Here's Shoemaker for Sam Houston. Yeah, Shoemaker's an athlete. He can use his legs a little bit, as you see right there, for those watching on BYU TV. Uh, but let's keep it rolling with the game notes. And roll out some history, Jerem. I love this one. Okay, let's roll out. This let's is my favorite game History note. lesson. Yeah. Okay. So if you're not familiar with who Sam Houston was, like the city of Houston, by the way, is named after, after this guy. Old Sam. Like Sam Houston. He led the battle of, and I'm going to say this a couple of ways, depending on where you <laughs> live. Okay, If you're in California, you probably think it's San Jacinto. If you're in Texas, it's probably San Jacinto. Jacinto. So I'm going to go with San Jacinto. But yeah. he led the battle of San Jacinto. New York City. Winning Texas. It's independence from Mexico in a battle that lasted all of 18 minutes. So will the Bearcats last more than 18 minutes of game time yes. and be in it for longer than this? Yes, they will. Uh, the hope is that, you know, in the third quarter, BYU can kind of open it up if it's not already that. But, yes, 18-minute battle. That's pretty good. Yeah. I Get over it. the formalities. You're loading the musket, and then you're done. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hopefully, BYU has much larger cannons uh, than, nice. than what uh, the Bearcats present yes. with their charging <laughs> muskets. Nope, it's over. It's 18 minutes. We're done. White flag. I uh, think it's going to be over by the mid to the latter part of the third quarter. Like, this hope. game will be out of question. That's a hope. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, watch this. If BYU happens to get up really big in this game, which we hope, more likely to see Kane Fedigan than Jake Retzloff. 
mm. because they want to preserve the red shirt. It's Aaron Rodgers talked about this. Yeah, naturally. That's that's uh, that's what I'm expecting. Uh, Keaton Slovis, BYU's quarterback, needs 27 yards for 10,000 career passing yards. He would be the third BYU quarterback with 10K. Obviously, most of those not at BYU mm-hmm. won't like count in the record book in that way. But to crack the top 30 in FBS history, he needs 2,532. That's going to happen, yes. you think, right? Yes. He'll be in the top 30 in FPS history. That's less than 200 yards per game if you yeah. spread that out over 13 games. And having a fifth year with COVID and whatnot certainly aids in yeah. this process. But, like, Keaton Slovis has been awesome, man. Jeremy, I expect him to throw for closer to, like, 3,300 yards yeah. on this season. Like, and I think he's going to do that. that's with the clock running constantly until the last couple of minutes of each half. New rule this year. Watch that, by the way. Um, so there's going to be a slight dip in some stats because mm. there are fewer plays. We've given you our ton, but game notes and our projections with our Sunday's headlines today. Our question of the day is this. What do you think Sunday's headline will be following the BYU football season opener against Sam Houston? At Ames Flames Answers on X, Amy Jones says her headline is, Keaton Slovis shines in Lavelle Edwards Stadium debut. The shining Slovis... Crushes. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're shining. Come on, man. <laughs> Caleb McKay on Instagram. Uh, Keaton Slova shines. Another one. Wow. Keelan Mary surprises. Kalani celebrates. We had two. Two Keaton Slova shines? Slova shines. Man, that, maybe that's a good omen. Those these are random tweets coming from very different okay. areas of the country. Nolan Mickelson on Facebook. Sam Houston? <laughs> that one's good. Well played, Nolan. That yes. one's really good. Oh my Hashtag BYUSN on X, Facebook, and Instagram. Hey, That resonates with BYU fans that, because of the whole BYU thing. BYU? Yeah, Sam what? Houston? That's what uh, UTEP fans were yelling at BYU in the 2010 New Mexico. Oh. BYU! BYU football returns tomorrow. We'll get you ready. 8 Eastern, BYUSN game day. Spence is going to hang out with this Cougar. Um, and for some reason, yep. Dave is grilling a football. It's tomorrow night at 8 Eastern. Sam Houston, BYU on BYU TV in the app. Grill up that pigskin, Dave. Mmm, <laughs> bacon. That no, nope, wrong. That's the wrong pigskin. That tastes and smells terrible. <laughs> <laughs> up next, Fox Sports Petros Papadakis on yeah. the call for tomorrow's Sam Houston at BYU game. And he helps us get set for the matchup. What is his biggest question mark surrounding BYU? This is BYU Sports Nation. I love Petros. BYU Sports Nation is sponsored by Feastbox Global Grill, a unique dining experience featuring Texas, Hawaiian, and Korean meats. Time to feast. It's Tooley, Max Tooley for the yes. Touchdown, BYU. The TFL by Tyler Batty. We are live. It is game day eve in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. And joining us now to preview the matchup between Sam Houston and BYU is none other than the analyst for tomorrow's game from Fox Sports. He is Petros Papadakis. Petros, welcome back to the show. How are you on game day eve? I I feel great, you know. Uh, I I had to cut it out. Uh, last night and go to sleep because of the haboob and I didn't know what happened till uh, the next morning watching the Arizona State versus uh, Southern Utah game (laughs) 
last <laughs> night. That was pretty interesting. So uh, uh, I'm a little groggy, and uh, I didn't I didn't uh, get much sleep, but I'm feeling good and uh, looking forward to the big game tomorrow night. Uh, see what's going on with these two teams and in new conferences. BYU plays Southern Utah next week, so that game was import of importance to BYU. But let's talk about this matchup uh, between two teams that have elevated BYU to the Big 12 and now Sam Houston to FBS. Two teams with something to prove should be an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, uh, we talked to Casey Keeler, the, the Sam Houston coach, and I mean, I know you guys know about all their particulars, but I mean, he is a guy that really knows what he's doing. He became a, a superstar on the FCS level with Delaware and then uh, took over at Sam Houston and won a title there, and they've done a lot to prepare. They, they redshirted 20 guys, uh, 20 of their best players last year and suffered through a very middling season, which isn't really their style. And uh, a lot of guys standing on the sideline watching with the coach when they're used to competing. So uh, they're going to be champing at the bit to compete. There's no doubt about it. And they are a defensive football team and take pride in that. So it, it'll be interesting. You know, you, you figure BYU and Kalani and his mentality is going to going to try to lean on them and gut punch them a few times and see if they can take it. So it'll be fun to see, especially early. Petros, maybe it's the entire shift of BYU's defense with the new defensive coordinator and so many staff changes. Or maybe it's Keaton Slovis at quarterback working with Aaron Roderick, the offensive coordinator, trying to get back his NFL form. But which is the biggest question or maybe the most anticipated question you have surrounding BYU football as they go into a new season? You know, I mean, it's so much more so than it used to be, uh, question marks going into the first game. I mean, it, it used to be, uh, you know, well, is this right tackle going to fit in or, you know, with this returning offensive line or something. But now you have such a, a, a influx of, of local players who have been somewhere else. So they have this connection, you know, with the place, whether it's Kingsley who came a couple years ago or uh you know just the, all these different guys who have gone away from home it seems like and then uh they find their way back uh to BYU and it just it it feels I don't know how to over uh I don't think I can overstate just how Kalani Sataki has kind of pulled this program into the future necessarily into the future and you see what happens when you have an unwilling program to, to go into the future. And, and that is uh, like Stanford. You know, you guys saw them in the last game of the season last year, and that was David Shaw's last game ever. You know, you have to evolve and adapt because that is the way of the world. And Kalani seems to have found a way to evolve and adapt within the infrastructure of obviously a special place in BYU and Provo uh, through the transfer portal, through the uh, just through the, the the channels that he has, you know, through the church, and they use it really well to evolve. If that makes any sense, you know, and I'm just looking forward to see how that comes together as a team. Uh, and I think everybody kind of is, you know. We look at Colorado uh, tomorrow, and you know, I mean, that's like the unveiling of an art piece. You know, <laughs> it could be awful. <laughs> Everybody's going to be going, oh, you know, like like when that Ronaldo had at the airport. If you guys remember that. <laughs> yes. You know, or it could be, you know, like the David, who's who's to say? So a lot of question marks, and I'm just interested to see how the new guys fit in, the big back, 
Aiden Robbins, you know, the, the freshman, LJ Martin. I, I, and I want to watch this offensive line work together. looks like they have a good thing going there. And uh, that'll open up things. You know, you don't have to be a football analyst to know that opens up the passing game for for Keaton and let him stand back there and, and be the mature player he is. I, I think that's the, the key to success. How it'll come together offensively will be interesting. Defensively, I don't think they'll look very different. They could have a very different mentality. But scheme-wise, you know, I, I think it's all pretty similar to what we're doing. Let's talk about uh, the former USC Trojan as a former USC player yourself, Keaton Slovis. Obviously been on a long road to kind of get to this point, but BYU has produced two straight NFL quarterbacks. Aaron Roderick's doing great stuff offensively. What do you expect from Keaton Slovis in his fifth season in college football and his third Power 5 league? Yeah, you know, it, it's wild. You know, we used to look at guys like this and think what was wrong with them. <laughs> you know, I transferred <laughs> – from Cal, at, you know, in 1995, and I was a pariah. Uh, at really, it's just not. Uh, it's and I wasn't very popular, like a quarterback or anything. But it was a, uh, it was a different deal for sure. And nowadays, you know, you just you see that a guy's been at three schools, and it doesn't, you know, open your eyes like, like your Ted Robinson. But uh, <laughs> I guess I expect him to be mature. You know, that's the player he is. I, I always liked him. He's a great kid. Uh, and I never liked him in the air raid at USC and ended up getting him hurt, you know, like it ended up getting JT Daniels hurt, who's now also on his third school. So uh, I, I, I like I like this offense for him. I like these people around him. I like that he's got, you know, a very deep and productive receiving core, not the same as, as Puka Nakua, who was just, really wildly talented, but, uh, you know, pretty deep and probably a lot more production over the field. And Isaac Rex is healthy. I expect him to be patient and strong and a great voice. Uh, I, I like Keaton a lot. And I think this is a great fit for him as long as uh, they don't get too disrupted by the wild Sam Houston linebacking core. <laughs> Petros Papadakis is with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars, a heavy favorite on paper. 20-and-a-half-point favorite, according to most experts in the desert, Petros. So what does success look like for BYU specifically in this game when the time runs out on the clock? They want to control the game, right? I mean, they want to control the pace of the game. And you talk about Roderick and the things he does. And I liked, uh, was it Grimes before that? Uh, old grimy they just do a byu does a great job with uh pace slowing it down speeding it up they're really multiple they have you know all the different uh kinds of uh pass sets and uh things that look like the run where you pass and you know all the complicated football stuff and all the personnel groups you could ever want you know uh just as long as they don't get too cute with it and use and that all the pre-snap movement, you know, ends up confusing you and causing trouble. That can happen, you know, in the first game. So they have to play pretty clean offensively, you know, not too many uh, uh, false starts and things of that na nature, and uh, and just control the game at the line of scrimmage. Uh, the the defense is not big, you know, the, for Sam Houston. They are more of a swarm and compete type of defense. In fact. That's their mantra. Uh, so if BYU can just lean on them, like I said early, 
I, I think that they control the game that way, and that would be success uh, for them. And because this is a defensive team, they want to control the game that way. And if you control it running the ball, they kind of fall out of that uh, plan. So their offense, though, I mean, offensive line-wise, you know, they all are uh, over 300 pounds, except for the right tackle, who's 295. You know, they're not uh, as small or as different looking from a, from like a, a normal FBS team. I know this is their first year there on offense. Defensively, you see a lot more uh, just size-wise, but they're a defensive team. But I think controlling the game at the line of scrimmage is where you want to go. The Pac-12, unfortunately, is uh, is dead. As a Pac-12 guy and an SC alum, what are your thoughts on what went down this summer and what's still going down today with Cal and Stanford and, and SMU officially going to the ACC? Well, it's you know it's a hard time to uh, to process as a, as an old uh, guy from the conference, and it's been a long time for a lot of us have seen this coming for about. A decade, uh, like I said, you know, it's one thing to tell everybody the city's going to burn down. It's a whole other thing to watch the city burn, which is what we've been doing uh, over the last couple months. But you know, to me, once and it did surprise me when USC and UCLA left uh, over a year ago. Now, uh, maybe it shouldn't have, but it, it did. Uh, once that happened, though, I felt like the whole thing was going to collapse on itself, and like corporate America other more powerful entities that are managed better are going to come and pick it apart. And, and that's what's happened. But the tragedy is for Oregon state and Washington state. And I hope they can find a place with comparable TV money or growing TV money or make it up in donations or somebody has got to figure something out so they don't have to fire so much of their staff uh, from the situation they had before. Cause those are great proud programs and, and, and both look to have a good year. So uh, we'll see uh, we'll see where they fall, but uh, we're probably transitioning in college football. You know, maybe in six or seven more years away from the NCAA model, which is why the NCAA is allowing all these things to happen because they feel like they're losing their grip on on their biggest cash cow, which is college football. You know, when I played, the 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 programs made tens of millions of dollars. Now it's in the billions. And the more money, you know, like Puff Daddy said, <laughs> more problems. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's ugly. It, it, there's some ugliness. There's no doubt about it. But uh, my deepest hope is that Oregon State and Washington State can find uh, a, a soft landing place like Stanford and Cal. And, I, you know, I love Stanford and Cal, but they have not been a help as far as this uh, collapse of the conference goes. You know, they didn't want texas or oklahoma state back when the pac-10 could have added them because of the academic standards and they you know the the conference was based in san francisco no one ever got anything out of that instead of being down in la and catering to usc and ucla like the big 10 caters to ohio state and michigan so everybody can make money uh guys we could talk about it until game time tomorrow yeah, yeah. and uh and it's all just a lament but uh the hope is that that the Beavs and the Cougs can find somewhere to go. Petros, I'll say this in closing. Uh, my Friday is complete because of two specific references, one to Ted Robinson and the other to Sean Puffy Combs. <laughs> You've made my day yes, better. That's made why my you're day awesome, better, dude. Petros. <laughs> hey, thank you, guys. Uh, I'll be more lucid tomorrow. <laughs> 
<laughs> get some rest. Get a nap. We'll hey, see you tomorrow. Get a notorious B.I.G. or Puff Daddy reference in the game. Let's go, baby. <laughs> oh, I go deeper than that. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. Right, great to guys. talk with you. Take care. Thank you. Have a great day, and I appreciate everybody out there. And you guys have a great fan base and a great, great uh, local media coverage. Uh, calling a BYU game is a pleasure, especially uh, under Kalani Sataki. It's really great. Oh, well said. Thank you. Look forward to seeing your brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Oh, Petros is. Uh, I love Petros, dude. Great we've, personality. Obviously, we've been watching him for like 25 years, call game, you know, 20 years, whatever, in the Pac 12. We had him on, was it last year or two years ago? He, uh, he, called, the Boise State, he called the Boise State game last year, didn't he? Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah. It's fun to talk to Petros, and he's hilarious. So, <laughs> Ted Robinson's eyes. What? <laughs> Voice of the Niners on the radio. Olympics. Uh, you're Ted's called a bunch of BYU you're fam- games. You're familiar with Ted. Yes, you know Ted. Uh, Ted you Robinson. may not know him by name, but uh, yeah, Ted's famous. Yeah. Okay, join us for Cougar pregame live tomorrow night on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern time. Shep and the boys get you ready for the game on BYU Radio. Ah, oh, we we made it, man. The game's tomorrow. The game. I am so tomorrow. excited. <sighs> Wild. That Big 12 logo is going to look fantastic at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Mm-hmm. Up next, what are the expectations now for BYU women's soccer after they beat number one? And Rough. what else is left to do in the regular season? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. This is Studio B. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan. It is game day eve. Let's roll out today's headlines. BYU football takes on Sam Houston in the season opener coming up tomorrow. Pre-game coverage on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 8 Eastern time. The game is on BYU Radio, of course. And FS1 starting at about 10.15 Eastern. Seventh-ranked BYU women's soccer upsets number one-ranked UCLA in a resounding 3-1 victory last night at Historic Southfield in front of 5,200-plus people behind goals from Ellie Walbrook, Rachel McCarthy, and Aaron Bailey. Let's relive the magic, shall we? All three goals looked and sounded like this. It's a good look by Foligno. It's a long ball for Walbrook. Walbrook for the chip and a goal! And the Cougs open the scoring with the former Bruin marking against their old team. Walbrook on the boot of McCarthy, a shot and score! And what a goal! Holding off for the miracle opposite Lemos. Plays it to an open Aaron Bailey, a shot, a score! Aaron Bailey! And history made at Southfield for the first time. BYU defeats the nation's number one team, and they do it in style, 3-1 at Southfield. Oh, what a win. And that victory brings BYU's record to 5-0 on the season. Hey. Should vault them, Jerem, maybe into the top three? We'll see. I bet they'll get some number one votes. Up next for the Cougars, a trip up University Parkway to take on upset-minded UVU, 9 Eastern on ESPN Plus tomorrow night. Beware the after-big win setback. Yeah, show up for sure. Uh, UVU beat uh, Utah in uh, soccer. Convincingly. And, And volleyball. So UVU's got it going on right now. Number nine women's volleyball swept McNeese last night to move to 5-0 on the season, led by Whitney McEwen-Larinus. Nine kills, five blocks. 
BYU host UC Davis tomorrow, 7 Eastern on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. A note from Cougars in the NFL. The New York football giants have signed former BYU defensive back Caleb Hayes to their practice squad as of yesterday. Another Cougar hanging around in the NFL. Tonight, the Cougar Club Hall of Fame induction ceremony goes down. They will induct the 1999, 2001, and 2004 men's volleyball teams that won the national championship. And a friendly reminder for those of you attending tomorrow night's season opener between BYU and Sam Houston. It is a stripe the stadium scenario. That does not mean dressed as a tiger. Okay? Hey, so these sections have been put out all over social media and on BYUCougars.com to show you what color you wear if you are sitting in a certain section. Yes. Stripe the stadium. Also, there are a handful of tickets still available if you want to be part of history and the first ever game that BYU has hosted as a Power 5 team. Let's go. Why are there any tickets still available? Come on, people. Let's, let's go, baby. Those are today's headlines. Now we whip. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. The ACC has officially added Stanford, Cal, and SMU to the conference. What do you think? I think this is uh, a hand of mercy to Cal and Stanford and SMU for sure because relegation is alive and well in college sports and Washington State and Oregon State seemingly are headed for the Mountain West. They have been relegated, others have been raised up. Ah, crazy. It's, the travel's just insane. Uh, it makes sense that Stanford and Cal uh, would get in there, but um, you know, Fox and the ESPN, hey, they wanted a, uh, a Western, a Pacific time zone option there and they have it now in Townsend. There's nothing like an Atlantic Coast Conference with two teams on the Pacific Coast. That makes total sense. What are the expectations for BYU women's soccer after beating number one ranked UCLA last night? Get to the College Cup, winning the national championship. Like the ceiling is the roof as Michael Jordan said. They can do anything. Like this team is so good. They're senior heavy. They're uber talented. You have sophomores in Ellie Walbrook and Aaron Bailey scoring last night, by the way, which is pretty awesome. Rich McCarthy with the rocket. She is so talented to see her get that one was really special. Listen, College Cup is a reality again for BYU. My expectations are that BYU is clearly the favorite to win the Big 12, and they're lining up to probably be a number one or a number two seed in the NCAA tournament. They could host all the way through the uh, regional final. My expectations are a number one or a number two seed. BYU just completed a no-loss August with women's soccer and women's volleyball. In fact, under new president Shane Reese, BYU's never lost a game. Ooh. Uh, both 5-0. What are the chances of a no-loss September? Listen, I, I, I feel like it all comes down to BYU football because yes. volleyball and soccer could very easily run through September without losing. Okay? Volleyball goes to Texas for two. That A split would be amazing. So I'm, I'm not seeing a no-loss September. BYU's going to lose September, and that's okay. In, in, like at Arkansas, that's a tough one. At Texas in volleyball, that's a tough one. BYU football at Arkansas, to me, is where I feel like Probably the most likely projected loss happens to, to end, any, this, end this win streak. Of any team? Yes. I would say at Texas, more likely. You think? Yeah. Oh, is that, does that happen before, though? Does that happen before Arkansas? I'm saying to that oh, date. Oh, up to that point? Up to that point. Arkansas is before. Okay. I'm just saying in September, the most. Sure. Yes. At Texas but is tough. BYU is going to go and compete really well. Maybe they take one. But I do think one of those two goes. Split would be awesome. Speaking of, ninth ranked BYU women's volleyball. Plays UC Davis tomorrow, 7 Eastern time. You can watch it on Big 12 now on ESPN Plus as Cougars look to go 6-0. After the break, we'll give you a look into the biggest Big 12 games of the weekend and make our prop picks oh. for the BYU-Sam Houston game. Big 12 roundup. Let's go. This is new. Yes, we got some new stuff rolling out on BYU Sports Nation after this. 
This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live in Studio B. We got a busy segment forthcoming. And Let's frankly, we unveil a brand new segment on BYU Sports Nation. We call it the Big 12 Roundup. Here's how it works. Each week, we will preview the biggest games in the Big 12 on Friday and then recap the results of the weekend's games on Monday. Now, in line with that, mm -hmm. we will present the odds and lines for each of these yes. big games. Not wins and losses and make a pick on which team we think will cover their respective spread. Yeah. Let's do this. Jerem, what's game number one? Game number one is Colorado oh, man. versus TCU. TCU a 20 and a half point fave. Who you got? I am taking Deion Sanders oh! and Colorado Crap. to cover the 20 and a half point spread. I, I think I he's not. got something up his sleeve, Jerem. Uh, no. Uh, I have TCU covering New really? Chandler Morris, who beat out Max Ooh. Duggan, going to deliver. TCU too talented overall. Twenty? You think they're going to win by twenty-one or more? Holy I think Colorado God. stinks right now. <laughs> That's why they made a go-to change. All right, game number two. UT San Antonio. Yep. They visited Provo just yep. a few years ago amidst that COVID season. We're yep. a good team. They're a two-point favorite against Dana Holgerson in Houston. Yeah. Who do you got? I got Houston covering. Houston won in OT by exactly okay. two last year. Okay. But I see Houston winning this. UTSA, uh, I believe, hosting this one, so it'll be interesting. I agree with you. I think Houston will cover the two. Like, it's it's going to be a close game. I think that's a fair line, but I think Houston, uh, they might just win this game outright. Let's go. Okay, Texas Tech, minus 14 versus Wyoming. I'm going with Texas Tech. I think they are wildly undervalued. I do too. Texas Tech, though, one and six in their last seven road games. They've struggled on the road. Finished the season on a high, though, winning four in a row. I like Tyler Shuck, man. I think their quarterback is really good. I think they have great running backs. I think that Wyoming's eight and one in the last nine in September. Pretty good. I just don't trust Wyoming. Certainly not against the team that's picked to be a dark horse to win the Big 12. Yeah. We'll see. They can still do that with them. All right. Fourth game. West Virginia at seventh-ranked Penn State. Another 20-and-a-half-point line. Uh, big expectations for Penn State. they got a five-star quarterback in Drew Aller. Uh, this one on NBC, by the way. New Big Ten deal there at NBC. I have the Nittany Lions covering in this one. Wow, so you're going <clears throat> you're going with the heavy favorite yes. at home. Again, just like you did with TCU against Colorado. Yeah, and they're playing uh, – yeah. See, I think West Virginia is so salty after everything that has happened their coach and being picked to finish last in the Big 12. They've got so much motivation, but I think that will carry them to compete a little bit longer in this game than you would think otherwise. But we are! Apparently we're Penn State fans with the white today. I think uh, West Virginia Rice, covers. Rice versus Texas. Texas favored by 35. JT Daniels, the quarterback at Rice, who was the starter over Keaton Slovis, freshman year in USC. He's the reason I think they are within 35 points. I think Rice is going to cover this. That's a ton of points. Yes, but if Texas is that good, Texas covered. I have Texas covered. Like Texas. Hook them. Texas could win 49 to 14. Am I going to get fined by the league for doing that? <laughs> Probably not. You remember that? Not this year. 49 to 14, they could, and they would push. Like, that's a lopsided line. It is a lot of points. Holy cow. So I'm, I'm taking Rice there. 
Okay, game six, Texas State against Baylor. The Bears yeah. in Waco are a 27 and a half point favorite. Baylor's offense was not tremendous last year. I have Texas State covering in this one. I think Baylor's good. I just think winning by 28 plus, maybe a little bit faster. Also, it's game one though. Who knows? I don't know. I like Baylor. Bobcats. I, I think that, listen, they're going to play disciplined football. It's a Jeff Grimes coached offense. Like, they'll be disciplined, but I don't know that they have enough firepower with Blake Shapin at quarterback to win game number one by 28 or more. So I'm with you. I think Texas State covers this game. Last but not least, Sam Houston, BYU. Cougs by 20. What yes, say ye? BYU covers. I think this game's out of question mid to latter part of the third quarter. I agree. I think BYU's offense is too good. I think the offensive line specifically is too good. BYU's going to be able to run the rock. All right. We will keep track of these all season long. Yeah. Okay. We had a few of the same. Those are just neutralized. It's just, it's just the difference. Essentially, who wins the week, and then we reset for the next picks. week. You win one, or I win one. Last year got so lopsided, we had to redo the whole thing. <laughs> Plus, we want to talk about the Big 12 a little more. Okay, that's our Big 12 roundup. Now yeah. for our prop picks. And now how this okay. works is, yeah, more predictions, but specific to things that will happen in the Sam Houston-BYU game. Some more random than others, Gerald. Number one, how will BYU score its first touchdown? Rushing TD, passing TD, defensive, or special teams TD? A, B, or C? I am going with passing touchdown oh, look at for you. BYU. I'm going rushing touchdown. Aiden Robbins will be the guy who scores the first one, which is the next question. Okay. What do you have scoring? I have, so we were given a few options. The field was one of those options. Yep. I think, I believe we had Aiden Robbins, Cody Isaac Epps, Rex. Isaac Rex, yep. and the field. I am taking the field. Okay. None of those three players, it'll be the, someone from the field that scores that we touchdown. We differ on those two. Over okay. under 10 and a half point halftime lead for BYU. Over. I think BYU will lead by at least 11. I can see like a, a 21 to 7 halftime lead, something like that. 21 Over to for 10. for me as well, neutralized. Okay. Uh, number four. Let's get to number four, which oh. is over under five and a half combined sacks and forced turnovers by the BYU defense. Four You're, sacks and two takeaways is what I'm saying. Four sacks and two takeaways. Yeah, You're I'm going over. That. Yeah. Sam, so I'm, I have, just because I feel like it's just a lot to expect for this team who just didn't create a ton of that last year. Uh, the past die, Kylo Ren. And, and Sam Houston's a run-heavy team. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to be disciplined. I don't know if they're going to turn the ball over it. They're going to be behind to where they got to chuck it, and that's okay. when the sacks and the pitch. Okay. Yeah. I'll take the under there, so we differ there as well. Okay. And last but not least, so this random. is the most random one. <laughs> Who will catch Keaton Slovis' 11th completion? <laughs> His 11th completed pass. I love the number 11. I didn't pick the number 11, by the way. Yeah. This is just random. This is this is Colton Potter. I'm going with our guy Chase Roberts. Oh, okay. I have Darius Laster. Okay. Darius Laster will catch the 11th pass. <laughs> He's gonna be sitting on 10. We're like, who's gonna get it? He's completed 10 passes. <laughs> who's it gonna be on number 11? Prop picks. I'm excited. Oh, uh, those are fun. Okay, we'll recap all these on Monday compete against each other week to week, and then it resets the next week. So even if you dominated week one, we just the reset the queue one. and go. Yeah. It's like fantasy football that yeah. way. This is our new fantasy football of sorts. Yes, that was too weird last year. You won everything, and then I won everything <laughs> You won everything in basketball. basketball. <laughs> yes. All right, up next, what will Sunday's headline look like following the BYU football season opener? We'll hear more from you and your social media responses after the break. It's a game day Eve edition of BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Get ready for BYU and Sam Houston tomorrow, 8 Eastern. We got coverage on uh, BYU Radio and BYU TV. 
two plus hours getting ready for the game. Yes. BYU Sports Nation game day is going to be fantastic. Welcome back to the show. We are live in Studio B. And before we get to our question of the day recap. Mm, I'm hungry. We have, we're unveiling a few things today here. We've got. Yeah. How about this? The 18-inch long maple bar donut. And it is 18 inches because it was confirmed to me. It's not two feet. It's not three feet. It's 18 oh, inches. Yeah. No, okay. 18 inches. The yeah. cougar tail. But it's got new packaging, Jeremy. Show the camera. Okay. Th this is beautiful. So we've got like a, well, a Where's Waldo function There's going on here. There's a lot of here. interesting okay. people in this. Including. Can you find. You and I. And then there's like. Turn I'm going to turn it which restricts me. Okay, so there, there I am with yeah. the microphone right there. I think we're going zoomed in on two okay. over. Yeah, there we go. So there's Spence. There's, there's, hey, there's, that looks like that looks okay. like you. That's and then well done. Jerem, you are. Right there. Yeah, you had it. Yeah. yeah right on the side, there's yeah, Jerem yeah. right there. Uh, hi. <laughs> hi. That's fun. Cougar tail packaging. That's cool. Okay. And then uh, there's one for the opponents as well. So you'll see. Here, I'll show two. There we go. Uh, that's just direct on air here. Um, yeah, you got TCU and Oklahoma and How cool is that? K State and Tech Tech. Everybody. New packaging uh, sponsored by, uh, you know, good old BYU yes. Radio. I mean, so this is very cool. In enjoy these. And, uh, you know, you, you can pre order these uh, before. You can get a four count, eight count, you know, get dining.byu.edu slash cougar tails. One more time dining.byu.edu slash cougar tails. Ask Spencer. If you're fieldside, to sign the cougar tail <laughs> sleeve. That's pretty cool. I don't want to disparage it, Jerem. It's going to be garbage later, okay, so you might okay. as well. That's fair. Yeah. Jimmer Fredette, Steve Young, Mark Pope, Kalani, all on the BYU bag. Very like, fun. Can all find There's a characters. lot of guys to look for. Yeah, really yeah. cool. Our question of the day. What will Sunday's headline be following the BYU football season opening at Sam Houston? Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX. Healthcare elevated from LJ Pearson on X who says, Trifecta of triumph. Football, women's volleyball, and soccer beat foes. That's going to happen. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Women's soccer taking down number one and the return of football, baby! It's a glorious time. Our thanks to today's guest, Petros Papadakis of Sorry, Fox Dennis. Sports. We ran out of time, bro, and you're not on the cougar tail either. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shoutout to Rob Nielsen and all of those members of the three national championship BYU men's volleyball Very teams. Cool. Game day tomorrow, baby! Go Cougs.